Hello and welcome back to Make It Happen, the podcast. This week is episode five of the podcast and our first guest episode. When I was thinking about who I wanted to have on the podcast, the first person that came into my mind was Amira, the communication expert. Honestly, her wisdom, the way that she speaks is so empowering and so practical. I love the way that she kind of gives these incredible practical tools so that you can go away and integrate the things that she's taught you with a greater insight on the way that you communicate with yourself, with other people and with the universe. So yeah, I absolutely love this chat with Amira. If you're wanting to learn how to communicate authentically in relationships, if you want to understand why you feel like you sometimes can't share your voice and you're holding yourself back if you feel like you want to express yourself more and say what you mean more but there's something that's blocking you and you want to learn more about confrontation and conflict and have those practical tools so that you can move forward in your work romantic and close relationships with friends and family then this episode is for you. If you enjoy this episode, please leave us a five-star review and a little comment. I would also absolutely love it if you could go away and share whilst you're listening onto your Instagram stories and tag me so that I can chat to you. I love having a chat. I love answering your questions. I love hearing your thoughts on the podcast. And the more that you share, the more that this wisdom and all of the teachings from this podcast so far can be shared with more people like yourself who need it, right? So yeah, I think you're gonna love this episode just as much as I loved this conversation with Amira and recording the whole thing. So yeah, I hope you enjoy. Hello, welcome to Make It Happen, the podcast. I'm your host, Emily Harris, life coach, mindset mentor, and entrepreneur. And I'm here to be your guide and bring you all things mindset, personal growth, and self-discovery. This podcast is designed for the people who believe they truly can have it all. The people who are ready to unapologetically be, do, and have everything they dream of. It's your place to be for all the inspiration, knowledge and empowerment you need to fully wake up from unconscious autopilot, expand your self-awareness and wildly transition into the most confident, most energized, self-loving and powerful version of yourself. And by listening to this podcast, you've already taken the first step. So take what you need, leave what you don't and know that you truly are the expert on your own life. And if you're ready for unshakable confidence, deep self-compassion and radical mindset shifts, then you're so in the right place. So let's go make it happen. So hello everyone and welcome back to Make It Happen, the podcast. I am so excited to have my first guest on the podcast today, Amira, the communication expert. Um, Yeah, I mean, Amira, go for it. I'd love it if you could give everyone a bit of an introduction to what you're about, who you are, who you work with, and we can go from there. It's an absolute pleasure to be here and I feel very honoured that I'm your first guest so I'm looking forward to this conversation. Um, So for anybody that doesn't know me exactly as Emily said I'm Amira aka the communication expert and I work with businesses, companies and individuals to really help people communicate and broadly speaking we look at three areas in life. So how you communicate to to yourself, like your self-talk, what goes on in your brain and where is it not serving you? So that's big. That can show up in lots of different ways. Um, A huge part then is once you understand yourself, really looking at your relationship and actually how do you communicate there? What's your natural style? 
what's not working where maybe do you have friction and then the third element which up to you if you want to believe it or not um, but I'm a big believer that you're creating your reality all the time so how are you actually communicating with the world to create and design the life that you deserve so that is me in a nutshell love that so much yeah the way that you communicate with yourself other people in the universe I feel like if you've got all of those right then you can't go far wrong (laughs) (laughs) that's the goal isn't it that's the goal that's what we're working towards amazing amazing so I know for you having kind of deep meaningful relationships is something that's super important and of course as the communication expert, you're going to have a lot to say on that. And I wonder if you could kind of share with us, what does it mean to you or what is important in um, creating more deep and meaningful relationships in people's lives? Definitely. I mean, my answer is not going to come as a surprise to anybody listening right now. But for me, the be all and end all is communication. Like it truly is from my heart and my soul. And it's why I do what I do, but it's why I talk about it all the time. And it's why I, my whole program is called Open Up. So at what point did we get taught how to communicate really, really well? But actually, when we communicate is when we feel really super connected. And our relationships actually do, to a large extent, determine how we feel about ourselves. And without going off on too much of a, of a diversion, like there's that question of what makes you happy like where does your happiness come from and how do you cultivate that within and as much as I agree with that a huge part of it is your relationships and if we struggle to communicate it's going to have an impact on how we feel about ourselves uh, how much we feel heard how much we feel seen and I was reading an article probably a couple of weeks ago and the, the position of the article was that connection is more important than communication. And, you know, sometimes I can sit on the fence. Sometimes I like to take in other people's opinions and consider their viewpoints. But I'm just going to outright disagree with this. I do not agree with it at all. Because from your communication is where you build connection. This is where you have a deeper understanding of yourself. And then you can have a deeper understanding of the other person. And when I talk about relationships, Emily, I don't just mean the romantic ones. I mean with yourself. I mean with your team at work. How are you leading them? What about your relationship with your boss? What about with your neighbor, right? What about with your friends? We don't talk about friendships enough. We don't talk about that sometimes when you're letting go of a friendship or there's tension between you and a group of people or one of your really close friends that can feel like a relationship breakup. So we all have relationships and it looks so different for all of us. But through building that communication, through really being able to understand from somebody else's perspective is where you get to start to build that deeper connection. And there's a beautiful, beautiful quote that I love that it's not about seeking to be understood, it's seeking to understand first. And when we start to shift that focus and think about the other person first, like that's where the transformation is going to come. I love that. I love that. And I wonder, something that was coming up for me whilst you were saying that was, okay, so communication is kind of the, the platform for having these deeper connections with ourselves you know I guess the way that we communicate with ourselves but also in relationships whether that be romantic relationships or relationships with kind of co-workers or friendships and I wonder what was coming up for me is how do we cultivate better communication or more authentic communication so that we can feel more connected to those people Oh, lovely question. Lovely question. There's so many different things I guess I want to kind of encapsulate at this point. The first thing is knowing you, okay? Until you really understand who you are and understand like your natural communication style and what your values are, they act as your compass because really it's about communicating in your authentic power. And this is something I'm really keen to kind of get across and I talk about a lot with my clients right 
if you want to build really meaningful relationships where you can communicate and assert your needs and explain your boundaries and assert yourself without being passive, without being passive aggressive, without overdoing it, then actually you have to understand what your communication style is first, but also you have to adapt. But when I say that, I always caveat it because it's not about adapting to the point that you then lose yourself. So really starting with something very basic is what's your natural communication style? Because are you somebody that actually focuses on the end goal or the result? And sometimes you lose sight of actually the impact of how that has on other people or the people around you. Because when someone else is on the receiving end of that, that's got a really different communication style they're going to feel that you're perhaps like being a bulldozer. That's the word I'm looking for. I had a tractor in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> but you're perhaps bulldozing them because actually they don't feel that you've considered their opinion or actually you, don't, you haven't considered their feelings. So we're all coming at things from our own filters and our own perceptions. And actually to understand that we, and to understand other people, we've got to understand ourselves first. And it's a very fine line between being your authentic self and adapting too far to everybody else that you lose that or taking the stance where you're like, well, <laughs> I don't need to change because this is me. And if I divert from it, I'm no longer me. But actually being really honest with yourself. And sometimes I find that's the hardest step to actually acknowledge what's not serving you. Like, are you being passive? Are you trying to keep the peace and you don't want to say how you really feel or what your needs are, or actually somebody's crossed a boundary for you because you feel guilty by speaking up. But actually that's probably because your role modeling behavior that you've seen, or perhaps you don't want to admit that, yeah, you can be quite aggressive and confrontational because you feel that you have to fight your ground. So I know I've gone, I've gone off there on quite a few things, but you got me started, Emily. Love that. No, something that was coming up so much for me whilst you said that was that it's something that when I kind of first got into learning about authentic communication and learning about communicating with other people, I used to kind of put myself like at the center of whatever conversation was happening. And I know we've spoken about this before, kind of this I guess it takes a level of honesty, doesn't it? Like anything, it takes a, a level of honesty with yourself to look at the way that you communicate or the look at the way that you show up in your relationships with other people and the way that you speak to yourself in, in your life that w when you have that level of honesty and you kind of, you know, treat yourself, I guess, like your own super honest best friend and give yourself a bit of a pep talk and allow yourself to see the things that perhaps you haven't been open to in the past then you can start to create change from that place and I it made me laugh because it reminds me of when I very much when when you were talking about kind of someone that would want to kind of be at the end you know reach the end goal of a of a conversation super quickly absolutely that was me it was kind of okay this is the situation this is what I want out of it can we just move on does that make sense? I don't. And, and then when I realized that, oh my goodness, actually, and I saw this quote that changed everything massively for me. And I think I shared it with you. It was, um, don't treat people how you want to be treated. I think that's kind of how we're brought up is, you know, treat people how you wish to be treated. The next level to that is treat people how they want to be treated. And I think when you've got that and you've got that understanding of the other person, you can't possibly kind of have that ulterior motive or that reason why you're that kind of goal that you want from communicating with someone and making it kind of all about yourself. Um, that's like, I guess for me where like the authentic communication comes in. Definitely. I think that's so powerful. And I love, I love when I get a quote as well, or something that resonates. But also, as you said, like, it's how we've been brought up to some extent. And obviously, I'm generally speaking, so it depends who's listening, it depends what generation you're in. But actually, there's a lot of quotes like that, that we've brought up, where actually treat somebody how you want to be treated, that need debunking, that aren't actually true. And another one is, sticks and stones can break your bones, but words will never hurt. 
if I wasn't on a podcast, I'd swear. And because that's rubbish. That's absolute rubbish. And they're the they're the things that are ingrained in some of us in our upbringing, and then they become our beliefs. But actually, that's not helping the way we communicate. So going back to the quote that you said, and this is another one I guess that I always use, I say it over and over again to my clients, it is never, ever about you. It's always about the other person. It's always about them because we have our own filters on. We have our own perceptions. So I always say, Emily, imagine that you're looking through the world through red color sunglasses and I've got green ones on. The world is going to look super different. The world through my eyes is going to look and feel different. And actually, if I want to have a meaningful relationship with you, if I want to feel connected to you, then I have to start understanding and thinking about how can I understand it from Emily's perspective? What's the lens that she's got on? Okay, well, actually, how can I perhaps borrow that lens to really, truly understand how you feel? But because it goes back to, and I know, Emily, this is something that you talk a lot about, but from operating from your place of ego, we're too busy worrying about if someone's heard us. If How many times have I been in a conversation lately where some we've been in a group setting and somebody said, but guys, you're not listening, guys. And they're just desperately trying to get out what they want to say, right? They just want to be heard. But we're constantly thinking about ourselves and that's not helping our communication. And for me as well, I mean, a big part of that is listening and I mean, I, I, I'm going to go out here and say this. I haven't met that many great listeners in my life. <laughs> mm, mm, love that. No, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I feel like something that was coming up for me whilst you were saying that was this, of course, like making it about not making it about yourself and letting your ego get involved. But I absolutely love how you talk about kind of the different colored glasses I love that because it's so true and I think if you you're borrowing someone else's glasses you're borrowing those green glasses and therefore looking at the world through the other person's eyes I think then it removes all of this kind of yeah well but that's how I would want to be treated or that's what I would want so that's how I'm treating you or that's how I'm speaking to you is because that's the way that I want to be spoken to but actually if you put those glasses of someone you put someone else's glasses on instantly I think you're met with like a level of curiosity that's like oh wow okay how does this person want to be communicated with or what do you want me to say to you or how do you want me to be in this situation rather than putting everything and all your beliefs and all your thoughts onto the other person um that's that's what was coming up for me and I love that definitely and I think the other point around those um colored sunglasses is exactly as you said is borrowing someone else's right someone else's sunglasses but also this goes back to our first point around authentic communication you can borrow somebody else's sunglasses, but you have to understand why you're borrowing them. Because if you can't find and relate a reason back to your motivation, back to why you want to borrow their glasses, that's where you start to come in where against this friction that, wait, actually, am I doing this authentically as me or not? And that's where it can start to come out of play. So really definitely borrowing someone else's sunglasses, like see it through their eyes, but why? Ask yourself why you're doing it, because if you're faking it, it's going to feel really uncomfortable. And at some point that's going to come unstuck. So it's really about shredding that fine line between what is authentic to you, but being able and willing to step into somebody else's shoes and lens and perspective and filter, because you understand that that is going to build trust in your relationship or perhaps with your partner, that is going to create a deeper connection. Perhaps that means that, you are going to argue less. I mean, I'm not against arguments, okay? <laughs> but actually, it depends what people's arguments look like. <laughs> mm. Yeah, 100%. I love that, kind of having the glasses and just borrowing them for a bit, but knowing that it's still you, you're still you, you're just literally just seeing things from a different perspective for as long as you want to. I, I think what I'm hearing you say is, on one end there's the kind of ego all about me kind of situation and on the other end is this people pleasing kind of 
giving away your kind of energy and and just wanting to show up for that person rather than for yourself but kind of like the sweet spot in the middle is putting on someone's glasses seeing it from their perspective but still owning your own authenticity is that right oh I love that you you summarize that so well definitely exactly (laughs) as you said like this sweet spot in the middle is that we want to be in a place right as individuals where we can explain and articulate our needs and our wants our desires our beliefs but actually ask yourself right now if you're listening how difficult do I find it to articulate and to say exactly what I mean and why do you find it hard whether you're not saying it at all or whether you're saying it and it's coming out in the wrong way when I say wrong people can't see me but when I say wrong um that's wrong in your eyes right there isn't a textbook on this it's not right and wrong but what doesn't feel in alignment for you so that's a really really big thing for me as well to understand because you want to be able to articulate it and really what's the goal what's the goal here of how we all want to be able to communicate is clearly directly taking the emotion out of it sometimes um but doing it in a way and this is I guess what I started (laughs) a recent masterclass with is the goal is for you to be able to land a message or communicate a message so that it's received in the way it was intended because once that once something leaves your mouth or once you've communicated it and I haven't even gotten to like text messaging and communication because I'm not <laughs> I'm not about that. I'm like so against it. But you want it to land and be received by the other person in the way it was intended. And actually, how how much of what we say and what we communicate is actually received in the way we want it to be. And that I think is a really good signal for areas of your life that perhaps need a little bit more work. Mm, mm, definitely. Something that came up for me, a question that came up for me whilst you were saying that was, so if someone listening has kind of, to your question of do you, how comfortable do you feel communicating authentically and kind of saying what you mean to say, if the answer was, I don't feel comfortable doing that at all, where might you tell them to go or, or what kind of questions might you want them to ask themselves? So for me, if you are in a position where actually you're struggling to really, truly say what you mean and express yourself, there's a bit around, okay, what makes you you, all right? So actually, what fills you up? What brings you joy? And actually, in which situation are you not expressing yourself in the way you want? Because I'm going to go out here on a limb and say, the majority of people I've worked with, either in my business or back when I worked in the corporate world, is actually there are areas in our life and relationships that we manage really, really well, all right? So actually shifting the focus on the ones that aren't where we want them to be, right? And there isn't, like you said at the beginning, end. there's not an end goal, right? We're constantly evolving. We're constantly growing. So asking yourself actually where is it that you feel you aren't expressing yourself clearly or where do you feel that you're expressing yourself and you're not saying what you mean and then I would spend some time thinking about why why is it because is it that it's coming from a place of I'm scared of the other person's reaction perhaps they've got a really opposite communication style to you and a big thing for me when it comes to communicating and building these relationships is when you've got two people and essentially you're both communicating from each other's blind spots. Like that's a really good kind of formula for a lot of friction, right? So going back to that question is spending time. Why are you not able to express yourself? Is it a fear? Is, I mean, generally speaking, it's going to be a fear of something. It could be a fear of, of the other person's reaction. It could be a fear of losing them that could be huge right especially if you're thinking about from a relationship point of view do I not want to say what I mean because I'm actually really scared that I'm going to be on my own and I'm going to lose them are they not going to like me are they going to think that I'm too much are they going to completely disagree with me or not even get me as humans we want to be liked right it's like a basic core need to belong to a group of people and there's so many studies and research research out there that show that in a group setting, if 
I'm not going to quote the study right now because I actually can't remember, but uh, there's loads of studies out there to show that uh, in a group setting, if you all ask somebody like an answer for something, an answer to a question, and the whole group answers differently, but they answer incorrectly, the last person will change their mind, even though they know that their answer is correct, right? So this goes back to our basic need of being liked and wanting to belong, even deeper than being liked, is wanting to belong. So that's part of our like desire as a human. So then when you look at why you aren't able to express yourself, be honest. This is where the honesty kicks in. Right? What are you scared of? Okay, because usually it's either going to be the consequences of perhaps the situation. So, example, let's take a situation at work. Do you feel that you can't say what you mean because you're scared that either you won't be a team player or maybe it could be really extreme and you'll lose your job or perhaps it's going to impact your bonus? I cannot tell you how many people used to come to me <laughs> in my corporate job and would say to me, I'm not going to say that, Amira, because that's going to impact my bonus. So actually being honest of like this fear, where's this fear coming from? And in your mind, what scenario have you played out already? Mm, love that kind of what thought is it that's creating this kind of scenario that's being played out? Can you bring it back to that kind of one thought that says, I'm afraid that I'm going to lose them or I'm afraid that I'm going to kind of lose something. It's usually that we're going to be missing out on something. There's not always a, a fear of gaining something, is there? Um, so just taking it, stripping it back to that. And then I guess what you're saying is work with that kind of core belief or that kind of thought and I guess challenge it, see kind of what is really going on and, and how true it is that that could happen and then what the alternative kind of ways that you communicate can communicate are perhaps definitely definitely because even as well take an example of where I was in a really long-term relationship and actually for most of it I didn't articulate how I really felt I didn't say what I truly needed and actually that was me putting that on me that was for me to own but that came from a fear of like not wanting to lose that person and the repercussions of that as well. So not expressing what you truly feel is like the consequence. That's like the outcome or that's the symptom. Let's say that's the symptom. That's what mm. you're noticing. But there's something deeper behind that. There's the root that you need to actually go and dig up and really ask yourself, okay, well, why? And where is this coming from? Is it a pattern? Has it come up somewhere else in another relationship? Because usually, usually, if you notice, notice something somewhere, you're going to notice it in other aspects of your life. Maybe we're different people, maybe we're in different scenarios. So really tuning into that as well, because that's where you can start. If it's a pattern, I'm going to guess that it's going to be something you, you're going to want to start working on. Mm, amazing. And I think the... I love that. I love how like simple you make that as well. Kind of super straightforward is kind of analyzing it, getting to the root kind of symptom. I love that rather than kind of the problem. Um, it's like a symptom of something that's going on. And a question that kind of came up for me then was, when was the first time I experienced this? Or when was mm. the first time that this kind of fear popped up? And going back to that, like you said, it's probably some sort of past experience. And, and whilst you were saying that, I was kind of reminded of school, like the you don't speak up or, you know, I think there's isn't there a quote that says like children should be seen and not heard or something like that? You know, <laughs> I hate it. Me. I hate it. Yeah. I'm like, no, nope, that's another one we need to banish. Mm bit crazy isn't it but I think we still I, I guess that was kind of perhaps generations before our age but we still internalize those kind of things and I definitely heard it in my childhood um, and then obviously going through school it's like Emily talks too much Emily's too chatty Emily needs to be moved to the other side of the classroom from her friend because she's giggling and, and having conversations all the time she can't stop talking so then you have that internalized kind of belief that I am going to be punished or I'm going to miss out on something or I'm going to be moved away from the things that I love whether that be friends or situations because I've used my voice so therefore 
it's easier to be silent or it's safer to be silent if that makes sense of course I have a podcast I didn't listen (laughs) but it's that (laughs) it's that kind of thing those kind of things that we can internalize (laughs) you you really made me giggle but you've articulated it so well it's so well and I'm definitely if our teachers could see Alf now but I definitely especially when you said as well that it becomes an internalized belief and when you said that you used to get sent to the back because Emily's giggling Emily's talking too much honestly it was the same not so much that I got moved but it was Amira talks so much Amira's got a big mouth well it's also what enables me to be a really good communication coach so it happens for a reason but you're right about those comments and those things that become really ingrained from quite a young age and how it becomes that internalized belief so definitely like tapping into those but before you can even do the work you've got to start to become aware of actually what are they and sometimes that's the hardest bit because Mm you've got to start tuning in to be self-aware and that's something that we can all learn we can always all get better at that Mm. oh 100 percent. you know you look at one thing you uncover one thing have the awareness overcome it or whatever and then something else is shown to you right so definitely (laughs) that's something we can (laughs) we can all get so much better at I think there's a, a question that's coming up for me whilst you were saying that is okay so we've kind of got an idea of how someone might share their voice a little bit more or speak more authentically. Um, And I'd love to kind of bring it back to then sharing that with other people, perhaps another person who isn't aware or hasn't listened to this podcast or has no kind of idea about authentic communication, who's perhaps making every conversation about themselves. And let's say, you know, their ego is very much there and involved how would someone who's started doing the work communicate with someone who hasn't done any of the work yet? What a question. I mean, first of all, I'd say send them this podcast so they can listen to it. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> Definitely send them this, this episode. And honestly, truly, as much as I'm joking, it's sometimes it's those moments that help it click for somebody else. So that's half jest, half truth, okay? Um, But I think that raises a really good point because a few things to bear in mind. If you are somebody that is aware or self-aware or really on this journey, right? This journey has no end date. It keeps on going, right? And you are doing the work. You're becoming more self-aware. You're really understanding the things that work well for you, how to play to your strengths and the areas of your life that where you've been holding yourself back and where you haven't been honest with yourself and how that's coming out in your communication style. When it comes to somebody else that perhaps is not in that same position, the first thing I want to say is that you are not able to change them ever. It doesn't matter who that human being is. So the first thing is to know is to don't try to change the other person, okay? Especially as you mentioned, Emily, if they're operating or communicating from their place of ego. Having a conversation, ego to ego, is not going to go down well, okay? And I think a really big thing to be aware of in this situation is as much as you might view yourself as somebody that's doing the work and you're super proud of yourself, if you engage and get into a conversation with somebody that's operating from their place of ego, I want you to be aware that you may be triggered back to to before you've done the work, right? However that felt. We're human and it's something that we're continuously practicing, continually developing our behaviours. So going into that situation as well is about being really aware that you may be triggered, okay? You might then go back to communicating from your place of ego. It might, for example, escalate really quickly into quite a loud or forceful argument. It could, if you have different tendencies, mean you retreat inwards and you say yes, but inside you're screaming no, like no, I don't want to do this. No, I don't want to go there. But actually you feel there's an expectation that you have to. So there's a couple of things, first of all, and I'll explain this a bit more, but my big thing, if you're in this situation, because I'm particularly thinking as well, like this gets really difficult when it's with the people closest to you. So if it is family, if it is your partner, if it is particular friends, this is where it's going to feel the hardest and the most out of shift. So you are going to have to get very, very clear on your boundaries. And 
I've heard a lot of conversation about cutting people out of your life and letting people go. And some people really agree with it. And some people are dead set against it. Now, I don't think there's one size fits all. And we're all humans. There's seven and a half billion of us on this earth, right? We all do things really differently. I think what's important is understanding what's going to work for you in that situation. Because if you can preempt it and you think you're going to get triggered and actually revert back to behaviors that you're not proud of, or behaviors that you don't want to engage with, then you've got to think about actually your boundaries before that, before you engage in that conversation. So is it, for example, that you speak to this person a limited for a limited amount of time or a limited number of times in a week, for example? Is it that actually when you're on the phone, there's only, and I just use the phone as an example, but in a conversation, is there actually your boundaries that you keep it to certain topics? because actually, you know, in other areas, the conversation might not go well. And when I say this, I do also want to just be clear that I'm not saying avoid it, all right? I'm very much, when we talk about being triggered or perhaps moving and shifting into what I call a conflict mode, um, I'm not about avoiding it (laughs) at all. I'm all about getting in there, getting vulnerable, getting deep, really addressing it, and then we can start to change it. But it goes back to my first point, you can't change somebody else. So actually, what can you do to help that communication go as well as it can? But also, there's going to be times where you're going to have to accept that it might not go the way you want it to. And maybe for a period of time in your life, that actually, that person isn't, isn't a priority in your life. So I know I've gone into lots of different areas there. No, I love that though. And I I love how you kind of touched on family relationships as well, because I think, of course, there's a massive belief out there, rightly or wrongly, that, you know, no matter what your family does or no matter what's going on with the relationships in there, that your family and you stick together and you never kind of, you, that you shouldn't have these kind of difficult conversations and and all of this sort of stuff or that you should always let your family members in and never have boundaries and you know kind of be this like massively open book to the people that you've been told are the closest to you kind of by society does that make sense and I think what's coming up for me there is actually it's okay no matter who it is, whether it's a co-worker, whether it's a super close family member, or whether it's your best friend, that you can have those boundaries of specific topics that you're just like, we're not going there because I don't want to put my energy into a conversation. You know, if you've got, I'm I'm imagining like completely different views. You know, if you're talking about family, you're talking about loads of different generations, loads of different past experiences, belief systems, all of that stuff. And I always imagine it like, you're wearing a rucksack of all the stuff that you've kind of, I explain this in my fear to freedom program, but I always say, you know, before you set foot on this earth, that backpack was empty. And throughout your life, you've accumulated beliefs, experiences, traumas, you know, with a capital T or or a lowercase T, um, all of this stuff that's impacted the way that you see the world. And when you're face to face with another human being, they also have a a rucksack on and, you know, it might even be bigger than yours. Um, So I love that you're saying that, of course, you can still have those boundaries and you can still love somebody and have that distance and, and not have those conversations or just not see them as a priority for a relationship that you're going to, you know, prioritize for a certain amount of time. Definitely definitely like yes um, I'm backing up everything that you have said I'm like yes because also I feel I guess two points I want to raise here first point is I think we've grown up as well of having to choose between one thing or the other but life isn't black and white and actually you can have juxtapositions you can have duality in your life so exactly as you said when it's coming down to the close people in your life whoever you deem to be close to you because not everyone's grown up in what we call a traditional family environment. So you can still love somebody and have boundaries. Is that hard if you're not used to that? Yes. But will it get easier the more you practice it? Most definitely. And I mean, I love the rucksack analogy. Like I love that. And I just think as well, it, it straight away puts you in a place of empathy for the other person. Because actually like, God, 
they're actually carrying a really big load and I don't I don't perhaps know their whole load and my friend and I have an amazing well it's not my analogy but it's now our analogy and really similar to yours Emily is that imagine we're all ships okay and we're passing each other and we're all on our own journeys and we all have our own cargo now when we pass another ship we might know that ship and that ship might be really familiar to us but what we don't need to do is take their cargo onto our ship so we have a really funny phrase that as soon as we notice that we're taking on someone else's cargo it's like throw it overboard get rid of it throw it overboard and we say it in jest but it's a really good physical reminder to say okay wait why did I take on someone else's cargo and do I need to actually where's my boundary did I assert my boundary did I even communicate my boundary or did I just assume that the other person would know? So yeah, I love that. I love that. Em. Mm, yeah, definitely. And I think I love that. It's kind of that question of, is this mine or is this theirs? And knowing that I, if it's not mine, I don't have to internalize it or even hold on to it, but I can still have the ultimate, you know, compassion and empathy for that person and be like, I know why they are so funny about me or so kind of he did an emotional about me making this decision you know I'm thinking about a family situation or a close relationship situation they don't want me to do this thing because this is their biggest fear because in their past something terrible happened or something that you know is is deeply kind of um deep rooted inside of them happened that they're trying to keep me safe from but they're forgetting that I haven't had that experience sort of thing does that make sense so having that empathy and that curiosity for what's going on in the other person's life or what has happened in their past experiences and what beliefs they have no matter whether they've done the work or not if they're operating from a place of ego you can still have that authenticity and that compassion and um that yeah that authentic communication I think is what you're saying and I love that I love it (laughs) (laughs) but you're so right because you just raised an important point when you said that actually if somebody else is or and we're taking we're using you know this close relationship as an example if this person doesn't want you to do something or doesn't think something's a good idea or something that you said exactly as you said Em it's their fear and actually is projecting onto you but this is where you've got to recognize that and then make a choice. So what's your choice? Okay, is this mine or is this not? So I just think the fact that you raised that is so important because actually when you understand as well, it's their fear, you don't absorb that. You don't take that on. And then you realize, okay, I have a choice. I have a choice to absorb their fear as though it's mine or I have a choice to acknowledge that, understand that's not mine to take on understand and respect that that's what they've gone through and exactly as you said with a big t or a little t (laughs) it's also up to them whether they want to work through that but then to understand that you're empowered and you have a choice and you aren't doing anybody a service by not living the life that you want right by making choices that keep other people happy by making choices because you feel guilty if you actually assert yourself nobody's benefiting benefiting from that And I think actually going back to what you said, Emily, with school as well, we get told the opposite. And I guess one thing I'm super passionate about is actually if we learn to communicate well, because sometimes I hate the word like effective and actually what that connotates, what's effective? Effective is different Mm. for every human being, okay? But actually if we if we learn some tools and some strategies and some techniques from from the uh, when we were younger at school, actually imagine imagine how empowered we'd be as adults in the world as how it looks now so I really just want to remind people that you aren't doing the world a service by not living who you are and you might carry guilt but it might not actually be your guilt you might be carrying fear it's not your fear and once you can separate that you can start to understand right you have the ability and you have the right to make your choices Oh my goodness. Drop the mic. Love it. (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. And I think that really ties in with 
you know, if I think about my clients and the, the girls that have done the Fear to Freedom program, absolutely, there is this massive guilt around. But, you know, I'm okay. I have a house and I have the the, the things that I I need. And, you know, I'm all right. I'm kind of happy, but I know that I'm meant for more. But no way can I have that because then there's so much guilt attached to that. And I can't have more because there are other people that that don't have that. And to that, I always say to them, look, like imagine if you stepping out and doing more and being more authentically you and living your dreams actually was a massive permission set to those people that don't have that to be like, oh my goodness, Amira is actually doing what I would love to do. Oh my goodness, maybe I can speak to her and, and start doing that or something like that. Actually, you holding yourself back and not communicating authentically and just living by, I guess, other people's fears and other people's belief actually is a massive disservice to yourself. But then the the people that are around you or the people that are kind of watching on Instagram and have never spoken to you, you know? Um, So I, I really love that. And I love the way that you put it. Oh, thanks, Em. But you're, yeah, you're, you're so right as well when you talk about your clients and actually role modelling as well. So somebody has to be the first in a family, in a generation to do it. And I mean, I'm very practical in my coaching style and I'm super about tools and techniques, but I'm also super, I'm going to say spiritual. So we're going to go spiritual here. But actually, what are you achieving by, by not being you? Because you're on this earth at this point in time for a reason and you might not realize it yet and you might not fully understand it yet and that's okay but there's a reason and there's a bigger reason why you are in this generation on this timeline on this time frame so exactly as you said somebody needs to see you or somebody needs to see you do something or say something or or hear you say something and you won't always know the impact that you have on somebody else and it might be, I'm thinking as well, like super technical, like maybe you're here because you're going to come up with a new invention, for example. Maybe you're here because you're here to help people. Maybe you're here because you're here to heal people. Or for some people as well, I think sometimes they're here because they're an amazing parent and actually they're going to birth phenomenal kids, but they wouldn't be that way if they weren't that parent. So I think sometimes we overcomplicate it. So I know I've gone a bit spiritual and not practical, but I also think that we're here for a reason at this time. And actually, when it gets overwhelming and it feels a bit too much, I think if we strip it back to that, you just realize there's a greater power than you. A hundred percent. I love that because that's something I was speaking about on the last couple of podcast episodes, really about this, the fact that you are here for a reason. And, you know, I guess in a way, I the way that I kind of see it, I don't know if people will agree and that's fine, but... I see it as like, it's kind of my duty to fulfill my purpose or to feel, fulfill that reason why I'm not here. So when I get the fear of, oh gosh, like I don't want to show up or, oh my goodness, I don't want to have that difficult conversation that, you know, if I, if I don't have that difficult conversation, I'm going to stay in this sticky situation that therefore is going to impact the way that I show up for myself in, in the world, right? If, if I'm not doing that, then I'm not fulfilling the reason why I'm here. So actually now I don't have an excuse (laughs) do you know what I mean I think it's like you say it's about stripping it back and being like actually is this going to allow me to to move forward and fulfill the the reason I'm here um and to ultimately live a happy and fulfilling life I think that's that's the ultimate kind of goal I guess and if the answer's no then is it even worth going into? And if the answer is yes, having this conversation or speaking about this thing that I, or speaking about my dream or, or sharing my truth, my authenticity is going to help me move forwards and be kind of the, the best version of myself, then you can't possibly hold yourself back, right? <laughs> exactly. And other people's expectations feel heavy, like they can feel mm. heavy. So you just got to remember to put them down doesn't always mean it's easy but you can put them down amazing I love that so I feel like we've covered a lot today we've covered kind of the basics of having authentic meaningful relationships how to kind of deal with conflict in terms of if you're speaking with someone who 
is looking through a different pair of glasses or a different kind of tinted glasses um, with a different rucksack on and then how to manage that but then also managing other people's expectations and how how to know sometimes when you need to kind of drop the cargo off the ship or try and manage whatever's going on in that relationship or in that situation I've loved it we covered a lot we covered a lot didn't we I hope it's been useful I really do amazing amazing is there anything else you wanted to speak on before we finish I think if I'm going to leave your amazing listeners with one or two things it would be remember that getting better at communicating takes time and it's a skill so as much as you might keep telling yourself you're not good at it or that you can't say what you mean or that you struggle to say no you can you can get better at it and it's a practice so think about the small things you can do each day because they'll build into your habits and remember that when you're communicating and you're building those relationships one conversation is never enough. So don't think because you said it once that the other person's going to change or adapt. And remember to keep going because usually it will come from the continuous conversation. Amazing. I love that. And I think the biggest thing that I'm taking away from this is that, you know, stop making it about yourself. I love that. Um and kind of looking at the other person's past experiences and their belief systems. And I absolutely love that analogy of the cargo ship. I'm definitely going <laughs> to use that if I feel like I'm taking something on. Um, so good. And it's so simple. There's no kind of drama. Just get rid, you know? Yeah, it's refreshing. It's literally refreshing. And we do the action, like throw it overboard. And you feel lighter. You feel lighter already. <laughs> Amazing. Love it. Okay. Well, if people want to find out a little bit more about you or they want to um, learn some more of these tools and techniques and this amazing wisdom that you have to share which I, I love it I love it I feel like I've learned so much from you kind of just looking at your Instagram page um, so yeah where can people find you how can people work with you tell us all the details thank you Em that truly means a lot I'm always grateful so if anyone wants to come and find me or talk to me or chat to me you can find me on Instagram at the underscore communication expert and if you listen to this podcast as well please come and drop me a DM or say hi I absolutely genuinely like love talking to people hence why I do what I do so (laughs) just drop me a DM because it would be lovely just to hear what resonated and what what helped you as well amazing thank you so much for being on the podcast it's been an absolute pleasure and yeah we'll chat soon I can't wait I'll speak to you so soon bye bye um you've been listening to make it happen the podcast with Emily Harris the place to be for all the inspiration, knowledge and empowerment you need to fully wake up from unconscious autopilot, expand your self-awareness and wildly transition into the most confident, most energized, self-loving and powerful version of you. Thank you so much for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode, then please leave a five-star review and share it on your socials because the more you share, the more people we can reach to truly help them to access all that they need to truly make their dreams a reality. Don't forget to hit subscribe or follow so you don't miss out on any further episodes. And I hope you have a beautiful day. Lots of love.